All right, we're back. We ain't going to go through that. <laughs> so, um, yo, I like that Casanova shit, man. That Brooklyn, that's Brooklyn, so Brooklyn. But fabulous, this shit is fire. Good job, Cass. Um, I was just looking online just to go back to um, everything we was talking about with um, the opiate crisis and, you know, unity in the communities and the de-gentrification and everything, you know. Um, I'm looking at this dude in California. Uh, man in California filmed on CCTV stealing a wheelchair ramp. He's obviously walking, but he stole a whole goddamn wheelchair ramp from somebody's crib right from the front of their porch and ran off on some on some on some junky shit. So, you know, just so you know, um this is serious crisis. Homie out here is in some blue shorts, um look like some Orlando Magic or maybe he's um wearing some um <laughs> some Maverick shorts. And and he's bouncing out with um with a whole wheelchair ramp. He took the whole thing. He might not even be using that <laughs> wheelchair ramp for wheelchairing. You know what I mean? He might be using it for his truck because he got a pickup truck parked outside. You know what I mean? They got they got the full pickup truck, and my man's on here. Look like a Spanish dude going ahead and um and basically. Just stealing the whole wheelchair ramp. Oh, we got a caller. We got a caller. Caller, hello? Mr. Wigglesworth? This is he. Who's speaking? How's it going, bud? What's going on, my mans? How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Can't complain. That's good to hear. Hi. So um, so talk to us. We all we all hear ears and eyes open. Um, Who are we speaking to first and foremost? Hold on, hold on. There might be a little bit of a, a disconnect here. Let me see. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Um, there we go. Just making sure everything is on the up and up, my mans. So, um, yeah, talk to us, my brother. How you been? This is James B. For everyone who's listening in right now, um, James, tell, tell everybody... Um, Basically, what's up? What's up with you? You know, um, it, it divulge your information if you want to. If not, you know, the the shows the floor is open for you, my man. Yeah, so I, I, I was really listening to, to you speak earlier on, on the opioid epidemic crisis. And, um, you know, just blows for whoever is listening. Um, I am in recovery myself. I understand the battle. I understand the struggle of the opioid epidemic. When you say you're, you're in the struggle right now, right now, is is what you're telling me? I'm not currently in the struggle. Okay, so you got some time in. Yes, correct. How much time you got, James? I got just about two months. Nice. Coming up on two months now, somewhere around there. Tell me about two uh, months ago. How was it? Uh, what do you want to know about two months ago? How was it? You were you okay? You was fucked up in the game. What was going was on? What was up, your mind? Fucked up, in, fucked up in the game, you know. Um, right. The, you know, for for me personally, it's just the, the epidemic is it, 
you know, and, and I, I just look at it as like, and everyone goes with this choice versus disease thing, um, and I do believe that this is a disease, right. first and foremost. Um, I think the first one is a choice. What's um, the first one that's a choice? The, the, you have the, so when you're clean and sober for a period of time, like I was, because at that time, you know, I was coming up on how long on do you have for a lot more time than when I had right now. What's a lot uh, more time? Like four or five months substantial to that. So nice. Um, just about half a year sober at that point. Um, you know, what what happens is is you have a choice at that point. You know, and what am I going to do? Am I going to, you know, go to the left or am I going to go to the right? You know, that's the choice. After that, there's no more choice. You need that every single day. What's on the there's left no, and what's on the right, Jay? The le- you know, to me, the left could be um, the good path and the right could be the bad path. Okay, what's you the bad, bad? What's the bad, bad for you? What's the bad, bad, bad for you? A bad path for me is shooting heroin. Oof. A bad path for me is hanging out with people that don't want to get better in life and don't want to overcome what's going on here. Right. People that don't want to get into a 12-step program and change some things about themselves because they don't like who they are. Okay. And I'm, I'm one of those people. I was one of those people. You know, and, um, you know, it just comes a point in your life where you realize, like, you know, things get real rough and things got real rough for me. I'm not going to fully disclose, you know, what fully happened or the, you know, accepted it. But, but, you know, more or less, you know, got involved with a person I shouldn't have been involved with. And um, my thing is, you know, I have a lot of close people in my life that are doing the right thing, and they always tell me because they see it better than you talk, I. You, you're talking about you got involved with what, like some pussy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect example. The, get root, involved of, with the a girl. root of all evil? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get involved with a girl. Um, she's, you know, not looking to do the right thing. Um, I'm doing the right thing, and... Everything's a little shaky at that point, you know, and, and you, you know, made, I made the conscious decision that, you know, I could just smoke a little bit of weed and that's not going to do anything huh. to me. But if you, you know, if we really look at this and people are saying that weed cures, or they're saying weed, weed stops the, the opioid craving, it doesn't, it makes it stronger for people like me. And, and that's the truth. People so what like do you me, mean? What do you mean it's not, it's not as strong? For people like no, you. No, I'm saying it, it, it is just, it makes it stronger. It makes the urge to use opiate stronger oh. than what it was prior to using the weed. Wow. Because I've been reading these articles on Facebook. Weed is doing this and weed is doing that. And yeah, listen, it could do it for, you know, it could, it could help Facebook. people that have arthritis or people that have anxiety. But those people are not drug addicts. Those people do not have a problem and are probably not addicted to an opiate. They probably don't shoot heroin. They probably don't sniff rocks. They don't do these things. You said sniff rocks? What? You said sniff rocks? Sniff rocks, like uh, Kirk 30s. Oh. Whatever you want. Oxycodone. Pill poppers. Right, yeah. The the, the pill game. You know, whatever people do nowadays. I know what I do or what I did, you know. So, you know, really at this point, like, we're just talking about, you know, what affects you in your everyday life and... I heard you talking about the family struggles. You and your brother got into it. You know, I have a brother, yeah. so I, I can definitely relate. But a lot of this stems from, you know, for people like me, is your family wants you to do good, and you're not doing as much as they expect, and then all of a sudden everything's now a problem. Right. So, 
and, and a lot of that can stem from, you know, drug addiction, drug addiction. So a lot of drug addicts are out here wondering why their families don't want to talk to them, and it's not because they don't love them or whatever the case may be. You know, it's the fact that people get sick and tired of hearing the same shit over and over. How I'm going to change, or how I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do better next time. I know a couple of people in the last month, they didn't have it next time. Well, yeah. That's you know, and, and, and that's real shit. Yeah. And, you know, I heard you talking about this uh, million, what, million man march. Right. Um, and, and I think that's going to be, you know, very, it, it could be a big thing if they really step up and stand up that, you know, the upper class, which I am not a part of, I am white, but I'm not a part of the upper class. Okay. Um, they want to see the, you know, the middle class that are addicted to drugs and the poor class that are addicted to drugs remain stagnant and not grow mm. and stay addicted to drugs and regret. So, you know, and if these men are willing to take them on, I'm all for it. Got you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if that was their whole, their whole concept <laughs> or what they were saying, but, you know, I got what you're coming from, you know. Yeah, but you're basically saying that on the behalf of you know, it's an it's a must and a need, you know that 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 something has to give something has to that is that what you're saying? Like something Absolutely. has to be drastically done. Right, it's going to take somebody with enough power, or a group of people with enough power to stand up and say, "Hey, we're putting our foot down. Hmm. Us as addicts, we don't want to be a part of this no more." Or us as people that are standing up for the poor class and the middle class don't want to see. Everybody's stagnant. There should be, there's like, you know, like my belief in life is equality. Everybody should be equal. Nobody's better than one another. I don't care what kind of car you drive, what Rolex is on your wrist, or what kind of house you live in. We're all equal. Damn right. That's true statement, my man. And, and, you know, some people don't don't fully believe that. And, you know, I think it's it's a real shame. I, I really do. We're not. You know, this isn't the land of the free anymore because we're all strung out on drugs and we're all sent to prison and getting sent to jail. We're all trapped in some type of form of not being free. Hmm. Land of the free and we're we're in subjugated to slavery, basically is what you're saying. Correct. Like, and I watched this documentary on, um, on, uh, what, what was that fucking, uh, on, is a big pharma company. Um, you know, they made oxy, oxycotton. Purdue. 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 Okay. Purdue pharma, right. And, um, you know, they said that, you know, it, it's not an, oxy, oxycotton's not an addictive drug <laughs> due to pain and all this stuff. And then we find out as Americans that they lied. So what happens was Purdue pharma trapped the middle class. And, and some of the upper class, too. The upper class may not want to see it or realize it, but they trapped us with the drugs. They mm. said, okay, this is not addictive. We're going to give it to you for pain. And, you know, it, in due time, if you need to wean off it, you'll be able to wean off it. And that's not true. And now you stop. Because at that point, weaning off of Oxycontin, it, 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 it's impossible. So it, it, honestly, to do it on your own, at least. You know, now we have other methods. Suboxone, which, you know, if it's used moderately in a seven-day taper or ten-day taper, I think it's great. What do you uh, mean, the seven-day taper, ten-day taper? What's that? Like, so they, they, they're, they're started, trying to they take you off shit? Milligram and, right, they started a certain milligram, and, and they'll wean you off, you know, with the Suboxone or the Subutex. Mm-hmm. But, 
you know, uh, again, you know, this is just treating drug addiction with with drugs. Huh. It, it, like, it, it, you know, like, right. let's really look at that. Where I'm going to treat drugs with with drugs? I'm going to treat an addiction with drugs? Wow. It doesn't make sense. So the way this is broken down to me and the way I'm going through it, so like I said earlier, is I believe in a 12-step program, okay. which involves God. Um, nice. I believe that everybody needs to find God. Mm. And whatever that may be to you. To mm-hmm. me, like, I know what it is. And I grew up in a, in a Catholic home, and, you know, my God isn't necessarily Catholic. And I know that you were talking about religion as well, and religion has a bunch of devils in there. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely agree with that, that statement. Right. That was, that, was, that was a big, big thing said. Um, you know, and a lot of people come into these 12-step meetings, and, you know, they, they see the word God and they get scared mm. because of whatever came up in their childhood or... You know, whatever God looked like growing up. And, you know, I'm really just, you know, I was real eager to get on with you tonight because, you know, I really wanted to stress this, this opioid thing and this, and this crisis we're all facing. you calling in. No, and, I, and you know, I, I really, really, um, you know, am grateful to be able to speak because, you know, if this was two months ago or a year ago, I wouldn't be doing this right now because, you know, reality is, is, I would be out there, you know, running and gunning. You would have sold and your phone. I'm not saying, I, and I don't want anyone that ever listens to this to think I I'm better than anyone. I'm not. I'm just as close to the next drink of drug as the next man. Hmm. And the man that has a year sober, or ten years sober, is just as close to the man using. It just depends on how you how you do this. Like what maintenance steps you take to to continue growing. We right. don't want to stay. Stagnant. We don't want to stay complacent. We want to keep growing. We want to learn new things every day. Um, and you know, the ultimate goal here is to help anybody that's so. Struggling. So, what you, what made you uh, make this this whole change of mindset of not getting high? Because do you not want to get high, or what was it like? Tell me about that. There's a couple of things that come into play when we talk about why I don't want to get high anymore. Obviously, the last experience with getting high um, was obviously not well for me. Okay. You know, and, um, you know, so in the 12-step meetings, we have something called what we, we all call a sponsor. Mm-hmm. So this person is um, someone that, you know, has more clean time than you, that has worked the 12 steps already, um, and is right. willing to, uh, to guide you through that. And, you know, my sponsor said to me, you're going to know when you're done. And I just know. Um, and at this point, you know, there's some things in the step work that you do go over. And, and you and you double check to make sure, do I really know that I'm done right now? Right. Do I know that I'm done? And I do. And, I, and there's things that I do to prepare myself for the, for the day that allow me to walk with God and do things. Like God would do. So you don't have like you don't have that that chip on your shoulder where I know you just said like you know you're just as close to the next drink as the next man, but are you struggling through that? How are you keeping yourself from it? How's that? How, I mean, how's that not, listen, I'm not perfect. I have my you know I have my bad thoughts, you know, daily. Right. You know, if I if I, if I daily, daily right. for sure. You know, I have, I, I mean, it doesn't have to be the, the thought being negative doesn't have to be just, I want to get hot. Okay. It could be me looking at a girl and like, oh, that's a bad bitch. Let me try and get her number with an intention that I'm just going to hit it and quit it. <laughs> like, so I need to check my motives behind everything nowadays, right? Okay. So my bad thoughts can be anything. They don't have to just be drunk. 
drug related at this point. Got and you. This is, this is what basically this is keep the, in check on what you're thinking, checking yourself at, at all times because of, of the intentions behind what your thoughts are. Right. Because well, because listen, you know, and, and this is this is just how you know I view it, and I'm sure hundreds of thousands of others that work in twelve step programs do it. Is I don't have a drug and drink problem. Drugs and alcohol are part of my story. And yes, they played a role in the factor of me going downhill. I have a thinking problem. Mm. See, everything starts with a thought, right? Right. So, like, and like I went back to, and I'll go back to from the beginning is I have the first one is definitely a choice, one hundred percent. But the choice starts with a thought. Nice. So the thought Makes is sense. okay. It, it might not be the thought may not be. So you're retraining your mind. Structure. Right. Exactly. I'm retraining myself to think properly. You know. And, and to me, thinking properly is just thinking with, you know, with the right motives, going into anything with the right motives, whether it's work, it's a relationship, it's a friendly relationship. I have a friend sitting next to me who also has a, he has actually four months sober. Nice, congratulations. Um, and and uh, his name is, is Eli. Um, he, Welcome, he Eli. Me. How's it going? Hey, thank you, man. Thank you. It's good to listen to you and hear your voice, man. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. Yeah, man, I I I I, I invoke change here on the offline show, and I, I'm glad you guys called in. Jay, you you spoke some real knowledge there, you know. Um, and and, and the people are listening. You know, basically, you're saying it's it's a serious situation, and it's a serious mental situation where people need to change their outlook and view on the opiate crisis and the addict, as well as the addict needs to change their mind as they once were thinking to how they want to think. Am I, am I following? That's what you were at? Or more? Right, right. And, and, you know, just as obviously two people in the car, you know, just so it's not just me by myself here, you know, and, and, and Eli can vouch. Obviously, Eli has, you know, just to give you a little touch-up, has traveled to study meditation across this country and across this world. Nice. He's been, you know, to India for meditation. He practiced a thing called Diksha. So, and this is what the is it called? Of, it's called Diksha. Diksha. Yeah. D e e k s h a. Okay. Diksha. Okay, and he studies that. That's a form of meditation. Correct. And and, so, and a way of cleansing the mind and soul. Right. Connection. Okay, uh, having a one connection with oneself. People that, even people that claim they can't meditate, like basically this is the meditation for most of us. It's a meditation for everyone that says, I can't meditate. When I close my eyes, I just can't do it. So this is effortless meditation that because of the process that I've been through and the spiritual awakening, the particular type of energy that's transferred to me, it opened up basically the connection points, the energy points throughout my spine and the electrical system of my body to allow me to share the divine energy because it created a conduit between me and the divine so that I'm like, all I am is a simple little piece of wire, a little electric cable, and I flow this, I allow this energy to flow through me from the universe, from God as you understand it, your God, your understanding, doesn't matter what I believe. Right. I put my hand lightly over the person's head and it shares this golden grace from God. That's what basically Deesha is. It's a blessing from God. It's a golden grace. It's love. Okay. And it just flows through that person. And all I do is ask the person, you can't meditate, but can you think for one second about 
Is there someone that you love and are you grateful for them? I just want you to think about how grateful you are for them. I put my hand on their head for 30 seconds. And uh, the divine, the universe, God, Jesus, whatever you believe in, it just works. And it just flows and it gives peace. And it gives all kinds of interesting experiences. It's a positive form of... of <laughs> and it helps that person. It settles their mind. And research already shows, it's been studied at... at uh, I know it's been studied at John Hopkins and, and even at Harvard and some other top medical institutions in our country and throughout the world. And they, they study, they put people uh, with uh, sensors on their all over their head and their heart. And then you can watch, like, scientifically how you can measure the effect of this. And it just calms the mind. Dude, the greatest addiction we have in this world is not drugs. It's actually thinking. It's hmm. Like, even people that never touch a substance, they're not at peace, man. People are all, like, sleeping meds. Like, you know, you get to, like, 40 years old and try to meet someone who's a soccer mom who's not taking... You know, there's just, 20 Xanax to try to go to know, sleep. People taking Xanax or taking uh, Ad, whatever, the Adderall, Adderall yeah, and, and taking Ambien also to sleep, and it's taking... And, and then many people don't take anything. They just take, you know, maybe caffeine in the morning to, to, to operate, right. but they don't they, they don't sleep well, they just don't take anything, and they man, just scrape by through life, man. Just hmm. it, it's, it's not even living, it's just surviving. Wow. And then one day you die, you die like a freaking cockroach with a pointless, meaningless life without connection. That's not, I'm not saying it's everybody, I'm just saying that there are too many of us. Right. That, without even having touched the substance, like in my own family and friends and circle of friends, I did a diksha for everybody, not just for suffering addicts, but I'm telling you, the suffering addicts tend to be the people that are most open to it and don't ask a lot of questions about my training or my experience until they experience it. That's right, when yeah. all of a sudden they're like, what was that? Huh. So that was fire. As long as, as long as it gave them a positive um, outlook on whatever you were teaching them, I think that's, man, that's, that's, that's awesome. Man. A minute of peace, man. A minute of peace where the mind slows down. Even that's worth it. And they get a lot more than that, but even for just a minute of peace, man, pure peace. Some people experience bliss and start laughing for no reason, like like if they were a three-year-old child or a right. baby causes joy. Uh, but, not, you know, results may vary. Well, this, this, is, this is what worked for you. This is what worked for you, and you see it working for others as long as they yeah. can, you know... Conquer the mind and the thoughts. Well, uh, all they have to do is be grateful, man, for a minute. Okay, be Focus grateful on gratitude for a minute. For a minute. That, that opens up everything. And man. Have positive uh, thoughts and and a positive outlook on 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 the day or whatever you said. They focus on something positive so that they can Basically, escape for a minute. At least, at least people, many people, with after this short experience, at least many people, and, and this could happen like. Right after I do it, it could happen a week later, two weeks later. I've seen all kinds of different results. Right. But generally, what people will say is, you know, when I check on them later, I usually ask them, how you doing? And they'll say something like, I don't know, man. I just feel like everything's going to be okay. Cool. And isn't that worth something? That's worth a, a, a lot. That's worth a lot, especially with everything that, that they have uh, traumatically gone through. You know, hell yeah, that's, that's, that's a good thing. Um, you're working a good thing. So you got uh, four months now, am I correct? That's what Jay was saying, and you're you're on a, a direct path to, you know, helping yourself and helping others. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all about that. I actually, my story is a little funny, man. I I went, I started with the 11 steps, 
from the 12 step program without even realizing it. So okay. that for anyone who does How'd it, you so do that's that? a meditation. Oh, so you jumped all the way to 11. Absolutely. You... And I know it, it sounds stupid. No, 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 no. Nothing stupid here on the offline show. So you jumped to, to 11 because you were seeking um, spirituality, I guess, or, or meditation. And I, I was just miserable, and I went on a Tony Robbins trip, like motivational speaker guy. Nice. And, and uh, I was not open to God or church or religion or AA or anything mentioned the word God because I was molested as a child by the pastor of my church. Oh, my God. Sorry and I was that. so turned. Thank you, man. But today, I know it might sound crazy to a lot of listeners, but today I'm grateful for every experience. All been a, a gift. Everything, including being molested. Just literally, there's nothing whoa, that's happened whoa, in my life. Whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. We're going to say being molested is a gift. I know that's literally. your thoughts. I, I, I got you. Um, but, yeah, we don't, we don't promote mo- molestation on the offline show. So no one promotes. Uh, no one will promote such a thing, <laughs> and I would never tell. A and that asshole that did that to you, I understand you have a different mindset, and God bless you for being as positive as you are. But um, that pastor, or whatever he was, needs to be Listen, castrated. My my point is my point is right. my, my only point in that is that society has to deal with these outside these actions that yeah. these behaviors, people like that need to be locked up. They need to be dealt with. You know all those types of things. I'm not saying. That I'm saying that that's the external world. Yeah, I'm talking about in my interior world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at peace with everything. Nice. That's never happened to me in my life. My mom being depressed and my dad dying when I was nine and all that mm. stuff. And I, I wouldn't advocate. Killing you went through a lot. You went through a lot. You went through a yeah, lot. Yeah. So and and, or, and just like I wouldn't advocate, uh, you know, molestation or anything terrible like that. I wouldn't advocate that parents die when their children are nine. Yeah. Or I advocate for parents getting depressed when their kids are little and right. being kind of emotionally checked out. No, These are just it. things that happen in the external world that you can't change the oh, fact control. that it happened. Right. So now the only thing, you don't even really have, I don't even think that you have a, I don't think, I, I don't feel, I did not feel like I had a choice before to, to just feel differently about it. The point is that it's over, it happened, and now I take it and I get strength from it. Mm, okay. I, I, now I can help other people that have been through a similar thing. Right. And now, one of the things I would do to help is tell people, hey, watch your kids. Don't yeah. let them run off with, you know, uh, right. feel watch creepy. Your you know, stuff like that. Absolutely. Right. 100%. Buy business, watch your kids, and stuff like that. But I would, but my point is that once something's happened, now you're looking back, instead of terrorizing yourself, because that man, for years, he just went on along with his life. I'm the one that was beating himself up. Right. And, and beat myself up about what happened in the past. And now it's not like that, man. Nice. You know? Right. So I that, got you. And I'm and I'm proud of you, my man. I'm glad you, you, you know, got past it uh, mentally and you're strong. You seem like you're real wise. You know, I know you went through what you went through. And, you know, you had a couple of downfalls, I guess, falls uh, along the way. But you seem very smart and, and very in tune and at one with yourself. So... That's a that's a positive thing, and I'm and I'm glad you even spoke about that on the show. You, I appreciate you calling in with Jay, and thank you again. Oh man, God bless oh, you, absolutely. God bless you guys. You too, brother. Oh, so that was pretty, 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 pretty gnarly. Actually, um, I'm glad they called in. Uh keep an eye on your kids. Keep an eye on your kids. You know. Shit's going on in society today. 
you know, as I spoke about Sesame Street, um, basically implementing a puppet there to help kids out in mental distress of um, what's going on in the world and and those that are in households that are in dire need of a change. Um, that young man, um, he said, you know, you got to gotta change the way you think 100% thinking is a is a big problem um i have it myself it's an overthinking problem you know you think you overthink you overanalyze overanalytical um you make uh scenarios up in your mind as my wife says uh, make stories up uh, although that kitchen was not dirty when i got there so, <laughs> um, not taking light of anything. I, I appreciate um, the callers. And um, let's get back to it. Uh, the understanding of religion and a higher power um, is something that was spoken about uh, this weekend on uh, Sunday with the Million Man March uh, anniversary. Uh, and Farrakhan was speaking about, you know, everything that these young men were were touching on. Um, he wasn't speaking about the opiate crisis, but he was speaking about unity and the unity in the community that's a must and it's needed. And, um, the young man Jay spoke and said, you know, there needs to be some type of drastic push to change everything that's transpiring from the government to the communities, to the understanding of gentrification, degentrification, how, you know, they're not supporting anything that's not generating income for them. Who I speak of when I speak of them, I speak of the government. I don't, I don't dip into that whole um, racial um, situation. But unfortunately, a lot of the government is, you know, uh, saturated with a lot of racists who keep and subjugate the urban neighborhoods to a certain oppression. And you have a lot of people that are actually like these young men who are drawn towards these neighborhoods of, I guess, an excitement or... Um, you know, uh, a curiosity, and um, it, it's 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 a shame that um, we have this transpiring right now, because you know a lot of people are suffering, man, and a lot of people are going through a lot of unfortunate things, like the young gentleman who you know divulged that personal information with the priest, you know. Something that as deep and as severe as that, you know, can mentally destroy someone. But when you see a kid like that who's actually helping others actually come f out of that garbage and that bullshit that happened to him and triumphantly make change by accepting and understanding that it wasn't his fault. 
and it was nothing really he could do about it. So he's not going to continue to beat himself up and go through that while this pedophile and jerk off is over here still living his life free and clear. And this young man who went through a dramatic situation now can show the light of it and say, you know, I came out of that. You ain't holding me captive. You ain't holding me prisoner. The drugs ain't holding me no longer. He freed his mind. It's dope. That's really dope. Let's get to this music. Don't you? Don't you? You want that street shit, don't you? 
niggas recognize real niggas, man. And real niggas not gonna go through the trouble of trying a real nigga because he know a real nigga gonna get down just like he get down. And he don't want that headache. He better push up on a soft ass nigga. Yo, Sam, what's up, man? Your man, hold something. You mean Yo, again, 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 again. That was uh, that was a good, good, good calling, man. And I'm and I'm really glad and happy that um those two gentlemen called me. And um, thank you for listening to the show, Jay and um. Call back anytime. Keep listening in. Everyone else, you know, who actually got a chance to hear the jewels that was spit on the on the radio just now from these two young men. Um Piksha. That's what he said. Piksha is the meditation that, you know, helps you to um clear your mind. Just having a minute of positive thinking. Taking a minute out your day to positively have thoughts that are not, you know, troubling. Just focus on something that you love, something that's positive, a higher power, something that is that makes you happy. You know, video games, chicken, a, a Burger King burger with um maybe some McDonald's Szechuan sauce. You know, take a minute out, think about it. Um. I'm 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 really excited about the callers that uh that are calling in today. Um I have another caller from Jersey that's about to to spread some love. He's actually a, a Bronx native and um he's about to shed some light on what's has has been going on with Jersey and their whole hoopla of bullshit that they've been doing out there um from their justice system that they decided to implement separately from the remainder of the world. You know, they decided to go totally fucking left field on their own. And um, I had a, a experience, unfortunately, with Jersey. And um, we're going to speak about that. Um, he's going to be calling in a minute, and we're going to speak about that and chop that up. Um, also, uh, on another note, Let's speak about quickly this Facebook shit. This the hashtag delete Facebook. You know, I keep talking about Facebook and Google and Amazon and all the all the junk that they're doing. You know, all those that 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 spend their life on social media. Um, you should really take a, a a good like inventory on what you do on a daily basis with your twenty four hours. Well, after you sleep, it's eight hours off that 24. So what are you doing with the remaining time that you're given? I don't know if you sleep eight hours, six hours, five hours, whatever the case may be. I don't really get too much sleep. I look like a fucking raccoon because um, I stay up. I'm a night owl. You know what I'm saying? But what are you doing with 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 hours you know, whatever whatever you got in a full day, what are you doing with that time? After you wash your ass, you wash your balls, you wake up, what are you doing? You know, are you taking time out not only for yourself? You know, when I mean yourself, you, you taking time to mentally prepare and, and energize yourself for the day? Are you taking time out to healthy, you know, do something healthy for yourself, go to the gym, eat healthy? What you doing with those 24 hours? You know, are you 
progressively influencing others? Are you being influenced? Are you an influential person that, you know, can go out there and, and provide substance to the communities? You know, what you doing with your time? Are you squandering it? Because time don't wait for nobody. Shit, I wish I could get fucking three hours back. It would have been great. I would have been here on time. But um, how are we utilizing the blessing of time that's given to us on a daily basis by uh, our higher power, like the gentleman said, or God, or, you know, Jesus, or whoever you seem fit, you know, the universe, whatever. How are you utilizing your time? Are you implementing anything that can cause change? Because, honestly, if you're just subjugating yourself to sitting on Facebook for 18 hours a day just to like some booty pics or some dumb posts or some idiot shit or something that, you know, is is actually beneficial to us, you know, because we scroll by all this good shit, the shit that we need to be reading and the shit that we need to, just to enlighten everyone, I am not on Facebook. I do not like Facebook. Um, I don't like it at all. I suggest those that, you know, are not doing anything business-wise, you know, to delete Facebook. Facebook is... Facebook is a leech. It's like a leech. It sucks you dry. It sucks you of all your your energy and time of doing something positive. You know, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm on social media. I'm reading. I'm learning stuff. You're learning and reading shit that, you know, some goofball posted. Why don't you get a real book? Read something with substance. Something that can help elevate your mind. Pick up a book. Books are becoming obsolete. In, in a good way, in a bad way. You know, saving the rainforests and shit. But um, books are becoming obsolete. People are becoming more, you know, dumbed down with the, with the shit today. You know, and it becomes dull. As we watch it on TV and we watch things on Facebook and we watch things on the movies and we become dull to the facts. The facts are things that, you know, are really troubling. Like what these two young men just, you know, brought to our attention. You know, with what we've been speaking about anyway, these two young men, you know, helped to, you know, enlighten us. I'm a man of the streets, you know. I I, I like to, to speak the truth and the facts of what's really going on. And those dudes were from the gutter that came in and called in and probably, you know, represented their time, clean time. You know how hard it is when someone says that they're on the wire, they're one step from getting high, they're one step from another drink, they ain't no better than anybody else, but they got two months in because they put the time in to change their mind. I'm so proud of you two gentlemen. Keep it up. And everyone else who's doing a, a positive, you know, change of oneself and one's mind. So, um, yeah, 
I, 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 I wanted to speak about this whole Facebook hashtag delete Facebook bullshit, you know, and um, Zuckerberg and Amazon and all of them getting charged with basically having monopolies and antitrust and whatnot and how Zuckerberg is out here doing secret political bullshit and how they're trying to brainwash us, but we really don't know that they're brainwashing us because we're so brainwashed. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. Shut your phone off. Stop looking at those booby pics that that fucking whore who just wants likes or her little booty shorts just wants likes. Stop looking at all that shit. You know what I mean? Get a life. Do some push-ups. Read a book. But anyway, he's over here on um, Capitol Hill. And uh, he's being um, investigated for his his uh, dealings underhandedly with political uh, contributes. And um, one statement says that he's getting uh, talked bad about by Trump. Trump is uh, in the midst trying to uh, sue him <laughs> because he's allowing fake news to be uh, posted on Facebook. Yo. Listen. This dude, Zuck, yo, I'm, 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 I'm a believer in, in, in the freedom of these countries and of those that want to open up a business and and become successful of it, I'm not a hater at all. I'm I'm a business minded man, and I, and I, and I I strive for those that and push for those that you know have that same mindset to move forward and do something with themselves. But when you got dudes like this that actually are influencers, because his his platform is an influential platform and he's out here using it to manipulate the masses and how they're separating and they have several people on there where they give sev uh, they give what they want to who they want if you're middle class and upper white america they're going to send you the job apps and the job advertisements and the and the and the and the new um, upcoming things when you're of the urban descent or of the black and Hispanic um, end of it, he's going to send you uh, political sw- political swaying ads where he's either downing a Trump or he's you know promoting. A beneficial political um, power, so that he can benefit in the end, longer. It's kind of like scumbaggy. Well, it is a scumbag move. You know, he's doing his own thing. It's his stuff. He could do what he wants. Facebook belongs to him. I got that. But you know, us as humans should actually move away from. Just allowing others to form our opinions, and we should be forming our own opinion on the facts and not based upon what somebody else says. Not even me. So, yeah, 
that 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 kind of like threw me off. That whole delete Facebook hashtag thing that's that's been um, going on. Delete Facebook trends after report that Mark Zuckerberg Zuckerberg held secretive meetings with conservative influencers. Secret meetings on some Illuminati shit. On some on some. Watch out, America. We're going to form this the way we want to. There's a lot of good movements that are out there, but how positive are they and what are they actually doing? You know, how are they actually helping? Do they know how many people are dying of opiates? Do they know how many kids are actually suffering from molestation and from, you know, things that are transpiring out in this crazy-ass world that we're turning a blind eye to because we decided to not pay attention because we were too busy with our face and Instagram and on um, Periscope and whatnot. We got a caller calling in. Okay. Busy day today. See my man. Hello. You calling in? Yes, yeah. This is Diggy Mac. Oh, Diggy. What's going on, my G? Nothing much, you know what I mean? Wanna wanna talk about the topic, you know what I mean? Opioid addiction. The it's a crisis in America. Epidemic, my man, the crisis, brother. Where you at? You 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 up in Jersey, right? Yeah. That's 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 um a crazy place to be. Hey, hey, lower your, lower your phone down. You echoing over here. I mean, your lower, lower your TV out. Oh, my bad, my bad. Now you good, son? Yeah, um, you know, I work in Jersey. Okay. You know what I mean, sometimes I have to go to a, a construction spot in Philly. Okay, to work out you there know. in Philadelphia. Okay, you, you. I don't know if you heard about our last show. We spoke heavy on Kensington out there. Yes, yes, definitely. That's why I'm calling in because I was actually in that area the other day. Okay, how how and, disgusting um, is that? It it was depressing, you know, mm-hmm. to see. You know, you hear people talk about epidemics and all this stuff. You know, I'm not in that that type of light with the drugs or any drugs that that is. You know, but right. I don't knock nobody what they do, but I see that it's a real issue mm. because. Really bad. Guys, They're yeah. dropping like flies, G. Yeah. You, you, I mean, I've seen, like, a huddle of, like, 12 people, guys and girls. Like a football team huddle? Yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> and I'm walking up the block to go to the train station, mm. and it's a guy and a, and a girl. They shooting a needle in their foot. Damn. This, this what caught my attention, because I'm like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm from the city, you mind your business. But yeah. it was so obvious. Like what right really struck face. me out is, is the police was right there, mm. literally across the street. So he's looking at me, looking at them, <laughs> and I'm looking at him. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's looking at everybody. Nobody's doing nothing. <laughs> Ain't nobody doing anything, brother. You were just and confused at the whole the whole fact that that was even transpiring. Yes, like it it was super weird to me because I'm like, well, you know, supposedly the police supposed to protect and serve. Huh. We pay them for that, don't we? Yeah, don't definitely. Don't our tax money I, come out for that? 
Oh, without a doubt. But unfortunately, it it dawned on me. I said they need that because mm. evidently they're not here to protect and serve. Mm. They're here to put money in their pocket and keep the system down on top of minorities like myself mm. and other people that was in that huddle. Wow. Because now minorities is just not about color no more. Nah. It's about if I could put you in it behind these bars or if I could, you know, K-slay your ass. You know I, I, mean? I actually like that you said that, like, minority is not at this time fully meaning, you know, diverse sect of people. It just means, you know. It's your, it's well, your situation yeah, it your, now. The, the, it's your situation. <laughs> yeah. You're part today, of the minority. Exactly, because if you're not about money or putting their money into their pockets, you're a minority nowadays. <laughs> you're a minority. Yo, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's good talk. I, 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 I agree. And it was, it, it, all this on this one walk through the neighborhood, you know, I'm, I'm in tune to the things that go on the street, you know, but I'm a family man and I'm a working man. Right. But I still have concern about people and, and they. You got to walk through those neighborhoods. Exactly. you seeing that. Exactly. Gotcha. So it's like, it, it really bothered me. Because it was like you got you got this individual that has a job to do, mm-hmm. but he's not doing his job mm. because I guess the jail cells was packed that particular day or that particular week. Mm. Because he he turned the blind eye, even though he looked at me like I'm coming to bring him some more stuff. Wow! Oh, so he so, already like profiled you? Yeah, basically, yes. And you were so the I was. I was more fearful than a cop than the dirty needle I seen. Wow, the dude that was shooting up the needle had no fear of the cop. You, the 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 honest citizen who's making it his way to get to work was actually in fear more of the cop than the than the junkie on the corner. Without a doubt. Wow. And I it it, it compelled me. So I but didn't. This talk is to out the there school. in Kensington, right? Yeah, this is. Yeah, I forget the name of the, the street. It was Kensington or something else. Right, right, right. Philly. I don't want to, I don't, you know. I got you. We don't do Philly. those. No, nah, I got you. Philly. We don't drive snitches. Nah, I said, no, 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 no. You say no more. So Philly. Philly, you know, that area was, yeah, we got you. We already yeah, know. Yeah, I, I love, I love Philly. I love that state. I love everything about it. That's why. It's it got a nice me. vibe. I was there. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful neighborhood. So you get over there. Yeah. I don't think Mr. Rogers was talking about that neighborhood when he said it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, nah, he wasn't talking about <laughs> that. Because the dofies out there, vicious. Yeah, yeah, um, unfortunately, you know, but they still human beings. So I was compelled. Rest in I peace didn't stop to, to the Mr. Rogers. Room. Rest in peace I, to Mr. Rogers. He didn't yeah. die of opiates, though. I that didn't know that. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Go ahead. And... Unfortunately, I didn't stop at the first two, but I just I just told them like you know, just be strong. You know what I mean, brother and sister. You know, try to try to get yourself some help. You know what I mean? Right. And I started chopping up with the other ones, and I'm like, you know, what's going on? Like, what really brought you to this situation? Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? I understand. I, I grew up in an era of partying bullshit, but right, that ain't partying where I'm coming from. That That's ain't partying. That shit ain't fun at all. Nah. Not what they doing. They yeah. doing something else. And, you know, it compelled me because 
I'm like, you know, sometimes we we be we be blind eyed to certain situations. Right. And I felt compelled to say something because I was like, it was like three little kids over there in a in a group. They was using. Man. Some was sniffing. Some was keeping it up in a in a in a top. I couldn't really see what kind of top, but I'm like, right. and they doing this. Nobody flinched. Nobody covered. Wasn't all hiding. They kept going about their business as I'm talking to them. And I'm like, is that what you putting in your system that serious? Like, and a lot of them was like they need it. You know what I mean? It, it relieves. It relieves they they pain and anguish of life, and I was like, you know, bro, you know, I I'm not gonna come in like I'm gonna pass anything or I'm better than you, but you know, just just try to go to church or something or, you know, what I mean, talk to somebody, go, you know, I know it's it's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but but there are area, programs out there. It's just that nobody's really going out there. Is what you're saying, like. It, it, the young man who said it too, like there has to be some type of like drastic, heavy hitting situation to get this really up and going. But even if it if there is, are you telling me that if the cops ain't even doing nothing, how, yo, bro, what what's the what's the what's the give and take there? Yo, bro, I'm telling you now. Listen, I'm not from that area, and I'm just telling you what I've seen. Mm. When I got on the train. Got downtown, went to the bus station, going home. Right. Now, there's a terminal in Camden where you got to transfer to the bus. Jersey. My particular bus, I have to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I get there. I'm on the last bus. It's like 11.45. Okay. So I'm going to my destination. I'm sitting. Mind you, they got rest areas so you can sit with the with the covers, like the, the bus stops, you know, with the covers. Mm-hmm. Like in the city, so yeah. it's like five of them rolled up. There's people sitting in there, but I'm tired. It's, you know, you see people nodding over, but I'm not thinking too much of you it. You thinking they just resting like you? Exactly. Three, the last three buses came, so mm-hmm. I got up, and about four other people got up. Mm. Mind you, it's like 30 people in these little booths, in a bus station booths. And a cop standing right there. It's like two cops standing there. And I, it, it's bugging me because I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Now we're on trespassing time because this is the last bus. Me and the three other people got on the bus. The cops ain't say nothing. They walk past us. Wow. They ask the bus driver, this is the last bus. Yes, yeah, okay, have you a good day. You seen people with pull-out needles using it. As the cops was there, the cops ain't say anything. And... It was like, it was so overwhelming to me because where I'm from, you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we, we do what we do in front of the cops, but shoot, we put a curve on it too. Yeah, right. They, so they, it made me feel like, is the cops down with it? Or is is they trying to funnel people in jail? Well, so last week I spoke about program? that. I don't know if you caught last week's show. I spoke about that with the whole RSAC program where, yeah, they are allowing it to happen so that they can fund their program of RSAC where they're getting 15000 for sign-ups and then 15000 when they when they complete the program. And uh, Unfortunately, I, uh, it has to be the DAs involved with that and all the uh, judges and whatnot. So, you know, I just, I just saw 
Well, I actually had some wicked shit happen to me out in Jersey. And, you know, that whole Jersey situation where they took away, I don't know if you know this or not, or if you can help me speak on it, they took away bond. So you cannot bond out. And you have to get a score of one to five with this thing called bail reform, where in the end of the day, you know, if you score all ones, you're supposedly supposed to go home. Yeah, not, that's Jersey. not my case. Yeah, that's in Jersey. That that wasn't my case though. And um they ended up, you know, holding me there because they unfortunately, you know, fucked up and they saw that their money I guess was slipping away. And um Yeah. You know, they couldn't they couldn't hold beef for nothing. So I'm I'm assuming that guaranteed all these other Little spots have this same situation going on along with other craziness that they're implementing so that they can fund and line their pockets. Yep, that's, that's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. Cause it seems like it's, it's all big business now. It's Nobody want to help, help the minorities or the people that's unfortunately into a situation. They want to help where us out is what, what it looks like. They want to help us out the neighborhoods so that they could come in and scoop it up and and, and build um, some high rises and some Starbucks and allow the yuppies to run around and run free, you know, like they're you know, in a, in a slum situation, an exciting yeah, situation that's, that's crazy, they have that they have that actually out here in uh, Miami, it's called uh, the Wynwood Art District, where I spoke about it, like, basically in Overtown, it's, no one ever wanted to go to Overtown Overtown was basically one of the nation's the most dangerous areas to be in at this present time overtown is called the historic district where everyone wants to be at now all of a sudden it's the most popular place to be jay-z's buying up stuff over there they're having this thing called our basil and you know it's 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 the it thing yeah it's the it thing I guess that's the same thing happening out here then. Right. More than likely. If they if they are just allowing shit to go haywire and the cops are just... <laughs> yeah. You looking at the cop, the cops looking at you, you looking at the junkie, the junkies. Yeah. <laughs> the, and nobody doing shit. Like that. I'm a 70s baby. I grew up in that era. You yeah. know what I mean? And mm. I, I remember lines being out there like free lunch lines. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's I, that's what I'm accustomed of, but I'm not accustomed of you seeing the actual deed being done, and then the one that's supposed to suppress all that is just allowing it, sitting there laughing, pointing, pointing you know and I mean? laughing, making what? gestures, him wow. and his partner. Wow, he's I, just. I didn't want to. I didn't want to record it nah. because I'm like, I work over here. I got to come over here. <laughs> Let me keep it pushing. I don't want you know no problems. Not with no cops. Nah. With a regular dude, yeah, but not with no, nah. Because they worse. It's, yeah, instead of him going and doing his job, he end up switching it up, and now you're oppressed by the the the, the strong hand of the law. Yeah, so, and, it's, and it's, it's sad. That's another reason I, I reached out to your radio station. A friend of mine's put me on to you, and appreciate I, I appreciate you. what you're doing. No Keep doubt. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You know Thank what I mean? You. And, um, you know, Enlighten the mind of the masses, because everybody's still in the dark. Everybody want to make money. I don't mind that. I'm with that. I'm with making money. Right. But, but not, we not, gotta, not we on gotta the basis of... We got to change the laws. Right. We got to get 
change these laws so where that cop can be held accountable. Right. Because I know somebody probably drive that night. Mm. Yeah, they got Narcane to bring them back, but I know somebody, and that's, that's like murdering yourself if you're standing there watching. That's actually that's called manslaughter, ain't it? Yeah. And they yeah. and, and, and they'll get away with it, just like that. They'll get away with murder. And I appreciate you, Dig man. I, I, and and uh, I appreciate you and your boy who put you onto the show and you calling in and uh, and you know expressing you know what you've experienced. You know, hopefully the masses continue to listen in and we get this movement going. Yeah, definitely, brother. I'm a- I'm going to support you. You know what I mean? I appreciate what you're doing. No doubt. Enlighten the minds. Thank you for calling I, in. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you keep up the good work, bro. All right, one. Oh, damn. Like, you know, like, this is the real deal. Like, this is the real, this is the real deal. Like, honestly, we need to open up our minds and our ears to the facts of reality. Of what's actually happening in front of our fucking faces. It's in front of your face. Like it's right in front of you. And what we're doing. Either turning a blind eye. Or we're so caught up in our phones. Watching Facebook. And YouTube. And all the other bullshit stuff. To keep our minds. And our attention. Not focused. On reality. Yo. Wake up. Jada Bombay, all on my charm, hey, 
10,000, that's for one pizzy, you're busy, a hundred dollars, that's for one grizzly, or oh, is he? 42 bullets, that's for one sissy, I'm the one drinking, but he's the one pissy, when I shoot him in the bowels with the Luger Ruger, shoot a shooter, do maneuver, blow the poop on troopers with a smile, listen, I've been a trooper for a while, you a pooper scooper, smoking stupid voodoo like a cow, and I'm past fake mom, make your ass shake, I lay up on this Just like a fast break, man. Nick it down, 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 nick it down with the dick, dip, dip, nick it down, 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 nick it down with the set, 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 set. Look, them boys are up to something again, that's right. Them boys are up to something again, that's right. Them boys are up to something again, that's right. Them boys are up to something again, huh? It's me again, huh? It's me again, Everybody get scared, huh? couple more minutes listen we're gonna recap on everything we spoke about today um from again the, the opiate epidemic um and everything that's transpiring sesame street i want to play this this thing all over again because sesame street actually you know always been a big part of my life you know growing up but they're even involved with helping kids that are suffering um that are going through changes with mental um issues because of their parents either on opiates or dying from opiates and this sesame street introduction to a character to help kids understand opiate crisis is actually an awesome thing it's part of sesame street in communities supplemental online content that's free to providers parents and caregivers designed just for kids who are often the unseen victims of addiction i love my mom so much and, and she couldn't take good care of me because she was having such a such a tough time for some videos carly is joined by favorites like elmo or abby for others 10 year old salia wood was away for you know what? I, I I'm gonna tell you this. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there, like, cause we kind of like played it earlier. But um, yeah, like, this is a serious crisis, and this is getting a bit out of hand to the point where if Sesame Street is stepping in with Elmo, Big Bird, and uh, unfortunately Snuffleupagus was uh cut from the scene because uh he had to go to rehab, um. 
let's 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 take serious note of this. Um, honestly, this is a big issue. You know, thanks for Jay to calling in and his boy, and also um, Diggy for calling in and and everybody basically expressing to us what's actually going on from the streets. You know, the streets have a serious issue. And we got to get this under wraps or in some some form of control going on. Kids are dying. People are dying. Kids are suffering. And the cops are standing there laughing, pointing fingers. The government is lining their pockets. And we're suffering. And we're scratching our heads on what's happening with little Timmy and little Jimmy. But honestly... All we're doing is setting him up for failure if we can't get a grip on this. And, um, yeah, all those that are suffering from depression and and real issues, please. You know, you have people that are willing to help, like South Beach Detox and, and other facilities that are readily available to you. Um, I, I'm going to leave on this note. Please pay attention to what's going on in your neighborhoods, in your families, and around you. Because there's a dire need for help, and there's a, a cry for it that is is a need-to-do-now situation. Not a turn-a-blind-eye to it because if you think it's not in your home and you think it's not affecting you you're dead ass wrong because it's right next door and it's a serious situation that we need to take full control of now you're listening to Mr. Wigglesworth Offline show on Excitement Radio. We speaking about all social topics that affect you in your life. Every Tuesday, the offline show, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Excitement Radio.